What do you do when you bring the three uh, most opinionated guys from the Grid Talk podcast uh, group together in one place? You have an uncensored take on Formula One's top three teams. Uh, after the first part of the episode took place with two of us here um, going over teams four through ten currently in the championship, we invited an extra guest to go and go over essentially what Formula One is right now in 2022 amongst the top three teams. Uh, my name is Philip Matthew of the Grid, Grip Strip Podcast, and my co-hosts and guests for today are Tom Downey from Everything F1. Hello, sir. And Carl King from the Monkey Seat Podcast. I'm looking forward to this. So uh, figured, you know, we had a good time, Tom and I, when we did uh, all the other teams, kind of went off on our tangents and stuff. And uh, this time, though, it's simple. We're going to talk about Ferrari. We'll talk about Mercedes and we'll talk about Red Bull. And uh, there are and if we have some time, we'll get into a silly season discussion to see where we think or who we think is going to go to some of these seats. Uh, but I think would be remiss if we didn't start with Ferrari. Uh, they've built the best car they probably had in many years. Yes, Vettel has had chances to contend back in his time at Ferrari. Even El Plan did. And we just talked about it about 30 seconds ago before he went live on air. But this is the best car they've had in a long time. But Charles Leclerc, yes, he has four. He has, uh, he has three wins this year and eight poles, seven podium finishes, which is tied with everybody that is around him in the points standings uh the next three guys that are behind him actually and uh but he's made mistakes this year his team has made mistakes this year and uh it's not it has not been as pretty as it could have been i don't think it really matters i know that tom's guy was going to win this championship a while ago but ferrari has helped them in the process carlos Sainz has had a good but not great year i think he probably wanted more out of this season um he has won the british grand prix for his first career uh win uh, he has two poles this year but his he his average finish just based on you know his teammate and the second red bull is still a position behind he's fallen out of more races so i guess i'll throw to you guys first i mean my take is simple. Ferrari has fucked themselves over this whole entire year. And in large part, that's why, um, yes, the Red Bull is a faster overall car. Yes, Max Verstappen is the fastest driver. All the all the things that we're going to get into in a little bit. But Ferrari, I think, was more had a better position and they're better on one lap generally than the Red Bull. They've not maximized Sundays. It's great to be Mr. Saturday. I mean, that's the joke that we're going to talk about about one of the guys later, but it doesn't count for jack crap because you don't get points for polls uh, in Formula One. And if you can't strategize to win races, what are you doing? And now Ferrari is in a position where they might lose second in the Constructors' Championship, but possibly the best, likely the best car they've had in probably a decade, maybe at least five years. So, um, Carl, since uh, you're on... This time, uh, you're the I mean, new guy here. So I'll let you go and, and let your feelings out about Ferrari. I mean, it's Ferrari just being Ferrari. I mean, they're, they're, the issue with the Ferraris is a strategy. I think we can all agree with that one. Um, the car is fast. The drivers are hit and miss. The reliability also hit and miss. But the strategy is just miss every fucking time. It's, it is always the way. You know, it's just constant, useless um useless strategy one after the other and you just sat there just going what is wrong with you like seriously are they have they jumped off into a different planet or something 
um, half the time. And whose interests do they have at heart? Because if it's that they're trying to, you know, if the old Ferrari thing of, oh, we, do, we don't have a, a number one driver, oh, but we do. Um, and that's being Charles Leclerc. They're not, they're not pushing that to make him the number one driver. Then if it's not, if they're, you know, dual purposing, they're still missing it. I don't know, like whatever they do is completely nonsensical. Um, they go off on random tangents a bit like this podcast, but they do, you just have to sit there just going, what the, what the hell are you even doing? Why choose that tie? Why, why pit them at that point where, you know, there's an imminent safety car oh no, we'll do something completely random and not pit them. Or we'd, we'd pit them both after the, one after the other and lose time. It's just like, and it's just mad. Like, And also their cars had a few reliability issues, but you know, that's always the way with these things. Um, they're obviously going to be, um, they were are the fastest car. They have got two very good drivers in that, that car. I can't quite place on what is wrong with them, apart from Ferrari being Ferrari. Ferrari, just Ferrari, I think is what we say quite a bit. Yeah, and I, when you go back to post-Schumacher time, so 2007 on, uh, Ferrari being Ferrari has become more of a thing. Of course, a lot of the pieces and people that were in place are gone. I mean, Bonato was part of the team during their heyday. but Oh, well, he's a sack of useless as well. Well, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I mean, but... that's where the problem is, isn't it? Is it? It's him. It's it's the leadership, no, it, surely. It, it's it, it, it's it's not Bonotto. It's the powers to be inside Marinello. Exactly. Because taking the point, however they want to the kingdom come, because we have it with it was before him, um, Domenicali, and we see how great he is doing running the F. Yeah, and of uh, course, goes before um, Bonotto, um, Arriva Bene, um, because he he's now somewhat like CEO at Juventus Football Club or soccer. You know, that's more than yeah. Hey, my hey, the Irish listeners will say that as well. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we had we for off, if you said football, it's about picking it up in your hands and kicking it every few and then kicking it over something that looks like a rugby pitch. You mean so, hand deck? Um, anyway, um, no, handball is something different, that's completely different. Yeah, well, mind you, I, I, I don't like soccer either, so we're, we're, all, in, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, um, not a fucking clue. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. With, Why? Uh, Why bother? Why bother? Phil? Phil? I'm a fan, don't, of, don't I'm a fan of a team that's on the bottom of the... has been on the bottom of the table or almost got relegated. So, Although there is, we... that, there is that amazing program on Disney at the moment, Wrexham. As yeah. a Welsh, as yeah. a Welsh man, you'll like that one. There was a whole yeah. program about yeah, Wales. Got bought out by Ryan Reynolds and someone else, Tom McKinnery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, can you imagine if an F1 team got bought out by <laughs> by some actor like Sylvester like, Stallone or someone that you know, someone that was wandering around? Can you imagine, can you imagine if like Hugh Grant came along and bought Williams? Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be the most British, British team in the world. Yeah. Or they, they could bring or Durex that, back. Or, or if someone like Piers Brosnan and Daniel Craig bought Aston Martin. No, that'd be too cool. <laughs> that'd be yeah. far too cool. Yeah. Then they'd actually be... Con- they would actually no, and, be- and Idris Elba, surely. Oh, fuck <laughs> the- I, 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 I mean, I'm safe, but Idris Elba, fuck, what a guy. <laughs> well, a stoner. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we digress. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no it, it, with Ferrari, it's not that they're... It's, it, it's not the not so specifically as this. I don't think he helps because he was a very good technical director, but the difference between being head of... Like, it's like Andre, Adrian Newey being the leader. Yeah, It'd be yeah. useless. Well, 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 yeah, you know, you know, because 
you know, yeah, because Bonoffa doesn't know how to run a team. And the problem with the problem is because it's Ferrari, you don't just have like a few teams, you know, you don't just have like media pressure and the team and shareholders. You have an entire nation <laughs> on your back yeah. and more because Ferrari is Italy. Italy is Ferrari. I know the um, uh, Alfa Tauri are based there, but they're not Italian. Nobody cares. Yeah, Nobody cares. yeah. They, they, they are a Red Bull Junior team and they're not a front runner team. Yeah. Italy, Italy and Ferrari, you know, they, they are one. If you look at the Monza weekend that we had, what you know, two weeks ago now. Yeah, uh, you know that tells you everything you need to know. It'd be the same as if there was a Dutch-based F1 team. Yeah, but yeah. it is. It's called it's called Red Bull, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Austrian actually used to um, ah, Near enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah, Might as well same, be an Austrian team. Same shape, a Dutch team. Same shit, different smile. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, yeah. You, you know. You know. But you know. But you know. Ferrari. That they are always going to be in the spotlight, not just from like the F1. Oh, and they're the commi- they're the big commercial hit. Exactly. You know. uh, exactly. And it's like it doesn't matter. How shit Ferrari are! Drivers will always say, you know, they'll always feel like there's three teams that people say, "Oh, wouldn't you love to drive for Williams, McLaren, and Ferrari?" Because those three names are synonymous with F1, mm-hmm. and then to a lesser extent Renault because they've been, you know, like terrible. No one wants to drive for Renault. Let's be and honest. Whatever. Yeah, they're basically, basically Team Enstone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, on... the Enstone team. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, even Alonso's left for a third time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, you know, I I don't think that helps with Ferrari because they have so much like outside pressure and all the rest of it. But they don't know how to win. You look at them this season, and then they basically just go ah, and then and then and then the strategy just goes, oh no, I got my finger stuck up my ass. Let's put Leclerc on hard when nobody else is using them. <laughs> Talking about Hungary, and then next and then next thing you know, you've actually screwed it. Yes, that Red Bull is a rocket ship at the moment, and Max is coming into his own. But I think it's because he realised he. He's basically got no competition now because oh, and that's, I mean he liked that he liked that competition originally with the Ferraris, didn't he? Yeah, uh, you know, is. with with Leclerc, he it was actually he went no, this is fun. Like I'm enjoying this. You know, Max, Max relishes that kind of competition. Yeah, he's actually bored. You can tell he's bored. Yeah, he's, he's driving bored. around like a bored man. <laughs> you know, that's he's... probably what Hamilton felt from like 2017 yeah. to 2020. Yeah, um, but that's the pro- and Ferrari should be the competition easily. Yeah. Not that not that stupid Merc, which we'll talk about later. Um, for, for, but Ferrari should be, especially with that car, it was so powerful at the beginning. And it's, I don't know, it, it doesn't, I feel that car still is powerful. I still feel that yeah. car is is I the fastest. Is. Yeah. And I still think that car has the two of the best drivers. So I, I feel it is Bonotto, you know, as, I, you know. Ferrari as should not be closer to Mercedes than they are to Red Bull. To Red Bull, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Ferrari at the minute are at the risk of losing second in the constructors and losing the second place driver in the championship standards. Yeah. Well, that's really more than are. likely going to happen, I think. Yeah. If there's one that's more likely to happen, it's second in the drivers because of whether uh, Red Max actually decides to give Sergio Perez a car that he can drive or whether Mercedes <laughs> somehow or another figures out how to make that type of shit um, work um, over bumps or whatever. But I think that's more than likely between, um, you know, George Russell or Sergio Perez. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I think unless, of course, Ferrari keeps on dick stepping themselves and then they have. Mechanical- but that's the problem. No matter how much, you know, how good Mercedes gets or, you know, or how 
good Perez gets, it's Ferraris to lose, and they're losing yeah. it. And the, the the sad thing about it right now is these circuits, a lot of these circuits that are coming up at the end of the season. Yes, we know we already know who's going to win. That's fine. All right, but after that is the real question. Okay, who's going to finish second and third to fill out the podium? Who's going to qualify in the top three spots? You I know, don't like think there's a- any competition anymore. It just feels like it's Perez versus the Mercs. Yeah, I mean, like, it's five it guys. Feel like the Ferraris spots. are in there. Yeah, but, I, it, but it's not. It's three guys for two spots because, okay, the red the Ferraris will get up in on Saturday and get up there. But then as soon as they get anywhere near Sunday, they just shit themselves. And that's the end of that. You know, either the car shits itself, the strategists shit themselves, or the drivers shit themselves. Drivers one do, of them. Yeah. You yeah. know, one of the way there's there's a load yeah. of shite Imola. running around. Yeah. You know, Imola somebody needs to give them some emodium or something yeah. because yeah. there's obviously some problem in there. <laughs> I don't think constip. I don't. Yeah, const constipation is uh, not. Well, at least they'll hold themselves together. Yeah, you know that's. It just feels like they just can't cope with the pressure. Like any of them can. And but I think now, like we're going down a road. I mean, we'll move forward here in a minute. But ever other than Michael Schumacher, has there been anybody in a Ferrari? There. I mean, we can say there are two examples: Vettel and 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 Alonso. Okay, but. But what happened when I like, obviously I'm not, I'm not the most amazing person in history. What happened when Michael Schumacher left? Because did the whole team leave as well or something like? No, slowly but surely people started to go away from. Is it just the that they had the powerhouse of Braun? Yeah, was they the just guy. had everybody. Yeah, but that brought in one But then he left and he went to Honda, BAR, whatever, and, and that then turned him into his own team. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then everything, which then became Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Also, so, I mean, yeah, sorry, you can go ahead, Tom. I, just, I was going to say, also, um, the FIA ultimately started screwing Ferrari into the ground. It's like because they were so dominant and they were so such a good team. It's like they, they changed the tire regulations. That was why it was banned to do pit stops. And then ultimately, they, they had to change so much to stop Ferrari being the force that they were. It's like 2000, but it wasn't every season, but 2004, they were convinced that car was illegal because it was so fucking quick. Mm-hmm. It that that was equivalent to the Mercedes W, whatever, of mm-hmm. 2020. Was that the W21? I don't know the name, I can't remember the name. Yeah, conventional word. Always confuses me that W's. <laughs> Yeah. No, it, Why not it, M's? It, 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 it's probably W for works, I'd imagine. Mm. Um, but that's just me spitballing. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, Ferrari sort of got, got ground down. And then, you know, you know, then, then people, you know, people, you know, people left, people were tired, people went to different teams. We had regulation changes, we had driver changes. So a lot changed. You know, we went from V10s to V8s. Uh, in 2006, in um, but Schumacher was still pushing for the championship in 2006. To be fair, um, then in 2007, obviously Kimi. If McLaren wouldn't have absolutely fucked themselves, then um, then you know you know one of their drivers would have won the championship, and it probably in 2007. Would have been, yeah, yeah, and it probably would have been Hamilton. Also, you know, it seems like if Hamilton wouldn't have got himself stuck in the gravel, he'd have probably won it. But it's easy to look back on shit like that, and it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, so, you know, you know Things changed, and whatever goes up must come down. Look at Mercedes from 2014 onwards. You know they hit their absolute heights. I'd say in 2020, yeah. but 20, well, I'd say 2017 through to 2020 after Rosberg left, that team was just something else. You know, every, everybody that you, you're not going to say this about Mercedes that often, but. 
2017 through to 2020 because obviously Rosberg was uh, you know Rosberg retired and Bottas was uh, was Hamilton's old bitch. Um, that he was, wasn't he? You know, he was just there to wipe his ass and breathe through. Um, and then you know, you know, then, but that's what the team needed. We were talking earlier about not having a definitive number one. Yeah. Um, every team has a driver order. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You need it because whilst there's a constructor championship at play, there's also a driver championship at play. And if you're going to tell me that um, that Leclerc is not the number one at Ferrari, I'm going to tell you to get the fuck out because you absolutely you might not be. Why not the... just admit it? Just be uh, it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like uh, this whole thing. Of, every everybody. Oh, we're not number ones. Everybody can see it. I'm just. I'm just Stop. going through all the teams. Of course, yeah, there's yeah. an obvious number one in every team. Lando's obviously number one. Max is number one. Okay, um, who's number one? Who's number one at Mercedes? This year's George. There you, there you go. It's not George. It's in, still Hamilton. Forever. How can it be Hamilton? Oh, we'll get onto that in a minute because all right, we'll get I'm into gonna that start in a yeah. I'm going to start on that one, but absolutely. Anyway, there's still a number one. Whether we, we debate who it is, okay, granted, um, but but there is there is definitely a feeling. Of a number one, you know, even in I've got a feeling of number two right now. Oh, nice. lovely, <laughs> nice. Um, um, but you know, even in Haas, even in Alpine, you know who the number ones are. Yeah, you know. uh, yeah. In, in Williams, it's obviously the C thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know the the long standing member that funds it. Yeah, number one with the checks. checks. Um, and, and, and does that mean Stroll's number one? Does that mean Stroll's number one in Alpha? Um, Alpha. No. Um, uh, in I hope he's um, the number one next year at Aston Martin. That'd be great. Can you imagine? L plan having to go and answer. L plan having no plan. Out no. to that dweeb and that big headed oaf of a father too. My goodness. Imagine imagine having your daddy own the company and being number two. You know, there's some irony in that as well. He's um, just glad he his dad does own the team, or else he wouldn't have a job in Formula One. He'd yeah. be there with Sean Galale and LMP2 and in uh, the WEC yeah. or whatever the hell, whoever the hell it is. I think it is Sean Galale. But um, I don't. I just don't think he'd be driving full stop. I don't think anyone else. No, would he'd no, be in the Porsche uh, Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stroll would have probably spent a couple of years in F2. Maybe won the championship if they, if if all the other contenders would have won it before him, and then he'd have probably landed a reserve role at mm-hmm. Williams. Maybe done a year at Williams, not done very well, and then fucked off to IndyCar. Maybe, or, yeah, yeah, or like stock car racing in Brazil. Or he'd yeah. have probably I mean, went and ran Cascar or something. That would have been. Do, do you think talking about people moving? Then do you think like Ferrari have the right drivers? Is yes. there a problem with the drivers? I don't think so because because science has shown. How adaptable he can be because he because he went from that Alpha uh, or Toro Rosso, whatever they were at the time. Yeah, when he went mid season to to the Renault, which I know they had the same power unit. But that's about where the similarities end. You know, he changed teams, he changed countries. Um, you know, you know, changed cars. It's not just a change of cars; it's a change of mindset, a different steering wheel, everything. Yeah. And then, and then he jumped to McLaren, where he really evened Lando, you know, Max Lando. Mm-hmm. I think that says arguably more about Lando than it does about Signs, but he still did a good job. And let's not forget, he beat Leclerc last year. Yeah. He was fifth in the championship, and he scored more podiums than Leclerc did last year. Leclerc's faster over one lap. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah, but it's quite funny that you know that I think that's their problem is that Signs is competitive and did better than Leclerc last year, yet Leclerc's the favourite. If that, you know, the well, favourite child. invested it's because, in it's, him for so yeah, many years. Exactly. And... It's, it's, it's because Leclerc has come through all the, all the programmes. But that makes time. it, does that not make it awkward for Ferrari? And is that their problem as well? That they can't, 
pinpoint who's in charge. They can't manage that expectation. You haven't got a brought-in driver. You haven't got a pay, sorry, a paid driver. You haven't got, you've got two competitive drivers that both want to do well. Is that almost their problem? And what will be Mercedes' problem in the future? It's something that uh, with Ferrari, they there's been plenty of time where they've had that defined one and two, but they've also at those times were the dominant team uh, for many years. <laughs> then you had Massa post-injury. He wasn't the same. Yes, he came back at Williams and did well with Botas um, for a few years, but even then he wasn't the same guy. Yeah. And, and the 2008 championship situation took a lot out of him too. Knowing that Ferrari and McLaren then the following year didn't have the development time into the new regulations, both their cars sucked. You know, it's, and then, of course, his injury happened. It's the same way with Mercedes. They went and did what they did, and now their car's absolute trash, and that's one of the many reasons why they're behind. But it's because they tried to go for it. But in terms of Ferrari, there's nothing to go for anymore other than they're trying to get second in drivers or trying to get second in construction. Okay, fine. But having a competitive driver lineup means they should be pushing to go and find the edge and trying to find things that they find the edge, a, the edge of the track and fall off. Yeah, there. they crash plenty. Yeah, that's part <laughs> of the problem. They find the edge of their engine, the power units, because they seem to have power unit problem all the time. And I was just about those upgrades. The engines are just be shitting themselves off front and center. Yeah, I mean it's like the the, the like, emoji amount. Yeah, like what's his name? I forget who or I was reading on. I guess it was on Motorsport where they're calling one of somebody was calling for more power units. Like, well, no shit, Sherlock. If you have twenty three Grand Prix, you should have more than three power unit components. And when you have hundreds of millions of dollars, well, it just I makes think- it pointless. This whole grid yeah. sending them to the back of the grid. It just yeah. is just what is the point? Because oh, yeah. all that happens is they get a new engine, they speed through it. They might as well get a yeah. new engine every fucking week at this rate. You know, even the Ferraris, even the Mercedes, you know, they might as well just get a new engine every week and the Rebels, fuck it, it doesn't matter. We, we get sent to the back of the grid, oh joy. Yeah, Apart well, from the budget Max cap, at least, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Max, it makes it a little more interesting for him because he actually has to overtake somebody. Um, that's the only reason why it's been more interesting for well, him. Well, he has to, every, every race has to overtake the Ferraris anyway. You know, because yeah, they will, some, well, every other race, because they do pit him to the pole. Mm. Um, so... You know, he's but he's only but that's such an easy pickoff. Well, know? yeah, he he has multiple ways to do that. He either is going to go and pick it off because they fuck themselves over, or he's just going to pass them. Yeah. Which um, he's not. He has no issue um, passing a Ferrari, but then no. he is. But yeah, right. So I think we've kind of killed the Scuderia. So um, if you do enjoy <laughs> Ferrari, um, sorry, um, your team sucks. Uh, but they're still going to finish second or third in constructors, and they're probably going to have both their drivers finish in the top five of the drivers' championship. Though nobody was going to care. Um, no, that's the problem. No one will care. That is yeah. literally it. No one will give a shit. When, when you had a car that could have possibly had a chance to compete for a world championship. Do you know what? At the beginning be of this, 150 points <laughs> behind 180 mm-hmm. points once Max wins 18 <laughs> races this year or whatever the fuck. But it's just, it's just like at the beginning of the season, I really wanted Ferrari to do well. So wanted Ferrari to do well. And then they disappointed me. You know, it's a, a bit like my, my wife, me, me and my wife with our sex life. You know, I'm very disappointing. You know, <laughs> it's just like, um, I just can't, I can't make it work. Like, it's just embarrassing. And it's, you know, you so want them to do well. You so want them, like, to you say want them to be Red Bull and Mercedes because everyone got bored of them. And we thought, yay, 
we're going to get somewhere. No, no, no. You're just going to be useless. Yeah. Well, a team that has been up front, we've already mentioned them here in this first part of the episode, uh, the team that has won the Constructors' Championship every year since 2014. That run will end this year, probably in the next couple of Grand Prix. is Mercedes. They're, uh, what they did with their car relative to basically anybody else on the grid was unique, but it has been ineffective. You mean it's... stupid. Unique not the right word. Stupid was the right word. Okay, you can you can use stupid. I mean, it, I called it a tub of shit earlier. So um, it's it not as big a tub of shit as it was. So it starts. It had yeah. The start of the year it was horrendous when Lewis couldn't even get out of Q one, and then now that at least they're in there, they have a chance here and there for qualifying, but. <laughs> I think the more, other than the fact that the car is not good um, and, you know, Mercedes strategy at times usually comes through with stupid uh, decisions, which is one of the things that has plagued Lewis, even though he won so much during his heyday. But let's, Mercedes and the stupid decisions have worked out. You know, the bearing in mind this was born, this used to be born with their, you know, double diffuser that everyone thought was a stupid idea back in the day. And look how well that did. You know, this is not, Mercedes doing stupid ideas, but like just being radical for the sake of being radical was their downfall at the beginning of the season with this no AirPods, AirPods thing. Yeah. So that went down like a shit sandwich in the end. Yeah. It looks like the, it looks like the fucking pebble that it is. Do you know what I mean? It, it literally was sinking to the bottom. Yeah, it, 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 of... it, it looks like that picture where you where you fold the ears back on a dog. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, if you, like my son's into Pokemon or was into Pokemon, it looks like a ditto. If you ever look up a ditto, it reminds me of a ditto from Pokemon. So now he's um, gonna look it up. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm googling it. Oh yes, <laughs> doesn't it? That, 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 that looks like somebody has driven over Patrick from SpongeBob with with, with like with like a rolling pin. A.K.A. Uh, the Mercedes. A.K.A. the Mercedes. Uh, <laughs> man. Like, now now this is going to be my visual once they <laughs> back. It literally looks like that. I'm glad you agree blue, with me. When it's blue, it, it kind of matches their paint scheme. Too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, All right. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we get it. The radical design has not worked. Now, the other piece that um, is something that Carl is very uh, passionate about. Um, I mean, I know Tom's passionate about the other driver. So I figure, I guess I should just get out of the way because I'm a Mercedes fan. So I, um, I'll i save my energy for the next segment. Um, I haven't really said a whole lot so far. So that's actually pretty good for me on podcast. Uh, but uh, I'll let Carl go off on George Russell, who has actually had a uh, done a pretty good job, honestly, in his first year at Mercedes with his consistency. Um, oh, yeah, the TV's consistent. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Shit. Huh? Yeah, consistently shit. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And he like, beat the shit up. He beat the shit just out of because you're face. consistent does not mean you're good. Okay. You are not doing anything special. That's what, happy, what happens when you're consistent. Unless you're consistently number one, you're not doing anything special. Being consistent. Fifth or fourth is not clever and is not that where that car could be. That car has obviously got something now. It's, it's, it's evolved into something better. Um, that's better than the Ditto Pokemon. I don't know what, what Ditto evolves into, but anyway, it's obviously evolved into something because that car is good. But he, 
Well, I, I was just thinking about this, Tom. I know you mentioned like you, you and Phil questions who is number one in, in Mercedes. And I think you're probably right with Russell now being number one, bearing in mind the strategy of last week, was it? Um, like, but I don't think, I think putting your eggs in that basket, I think is an egotistical little shit that ruins Britain, that ruins Britain. Um, and thinks because he's British, he's better than everyone else, possibly a British kid. Um, he can't drive. He, well, he can drive, but he can't drive any better than anyone else. And that almost got proven, you know, the fact that when he did in Bahrain, you know, last season when he had to drive the Merc. Season before now. Season before, Jesus Christ. November of 20. Jesus Christ. Anyway, when he did drive the Merc, he did okay. Okay, he did well, let's be honest, and the tyre thing screwed him up, almost doing a Ferrari there. Um, But he's... He's the, it's not that he's, he can drive a good, he, like Albon is driving just as good as he is in that Williams. I wonder if I put Albon into that Merc, whether he'll be Mr. Consistent, you know, a Mr. Saturday, because let's be honest, Albon is just doing just as well in that Williams as, um, as Russell did. He's absolutely useless. Like, I don't think he's playing a team game. He's not. In, he's not even trying to I don't know he's not even trying to bet himself I don't know what his plan is because he doesn't seem to be doing anything apart from coming forth or occasionally getting onto the podium I'm like well done mate well fucking done everyone else is crashing Ferrari are having a shit fest and Perez just can't has in the moment and you're getting thirds you shouldn't and you're supposedly um, your teammate is not the second driver then you should be doing better and that's where I think he's just not you know, he's not anything good. He He's fortuitous half the time. And he's not passing out anyone. He's a, he is a good Saturday driver. I'll give him that. Okay. All righty. Um, <laughs> Tom's not got anything to say tell about us how, tell, Phil. Us, tell, tell us how you really feel about Georgie. But um, the I can, I can understand. I get some of that. I'll I'll also say that you know he his boy is Lando and he beat Lando head to head for lower formula championships as he's went along he's close with Leclerc all these guys are pretty close and I think in the grand scheme of things it kind of speaks to where formula 1 might be going outside of Max the next level of formula 1 maybe that's why somebody that just came in and drove the Williams for Alexander Albon has become the next big thing for people who they want to sign him up because the next level of driver development maybe is not as good or as strong as it was in the past. Um, I look at Russell's performances personally relative to what Botas had did a couple of years there at Mercedes where he disappear and be non-existent. Uh, and I take that as a positive. The car has not been good. He didn't sit there and he hasn't slagged it. The fact is I think he's been a good um, person to actually be there because he's driven the shittiest car on the grid. So he's like, okay, fine. I'm driving another shitty car. Um, so now he had less of an issue to um, get used to the car. He's also coming in as new and the expectations. Yeah, are but when you drive a shitty car and you jump into another shitty car, it sort of helps. <laughs> Do you know, if you're jumping from a good car into a shitty car, you're you wouldn't you wouldn't be as good well and that's that's where we're gonna go with lewis and i know tom you um i'll let you have your forum now to go and uh talk about the seven time world champion 103 grand prix wins um whatever happened last year whatever happened but this year has not has been probably the worst year he's had since 2009 or 13 whichever one you want to pick 
2009. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was definitely not uh, something that a lot of us expected um, as fans. Um, it's become very divisive in that sense in regards to socials. But um, I think Lewis has started to kind of get a hold of this car, trying to get get around it he hasn't given up he knows that the team is there but it's been a tough thing when you it's it's something that every all these guys go through that have the dominant piece for a while and then uh but he he's come from that before and he's been able to fight through with bad cars and eventually win win pulls uh the question now is essentially the only thing they have of course they want to finish second in the constructors but is Ken Lewis go out there, get one pole and one win to keep his streak alive. Outside of that, it really doesn't matter what he does the rest of this year, um, as long as he can stay healthy and be ready for 2023. Um, You should have asked me earlier in the season, I'd have said absolutely not. Uh, Now? See, this is why I think Mercedes have a conundrum because if they're in a position where you know, say you say like um, like Leclerc and Max crash. Excuse me, and they both DNF, um, and then you know, then signs and Perez are sort of like stuck behind, and then Mercedes trying to win a position where they could get a one-two. Who do Mercedes back to the back the driver who was in front? So they put team orders in place, so they split the strategy. I think uh, it depends how much Merck developed the car for the rest of the season, and obviously everybody else develops their cars. Because I think Merck have halted more or less halted development on on the car for rest of the season and i don't blame them you know just uh just just shift of focus to 2023 i don't think he'll get a pole position because the out and out one lap pace of that car is just not quite there it's a lot closer than it was i just don't think it's there and the only reason russell got that pole in hungary was because max's car shit the bed of the side of q3 um, and then, and then you know, a couple of other, couple of other drivers make mistakes, which you know you could say is part qualifying. So maybe you know, depending how you look at, it, but you know, Russell wasn't the quickest driver on that day. I don't. If Hamilton is gonna get a pole position and win like from the start, it would need to be at a track like Monaco or Singapore, where overtaking is tough and you're more reliant on your strategy and your tire deck because. That Ferrari is like having me as the fucking ballast. It's so heavy on its tires at the minute. Um, you, you know, you know, you know, it you tires. You know, you know, like um, you know, you know like my ex chews you people's cocks. So uh, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah. There's an image. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's not it's not you know it, it's not very good on its tires at all. Um, the the Red Bull does seem to suffer in its tires, but, but then I like, like that car is not right like the tires that are obvious choice are the problem because when that that car went onto the hards it was such a good car last weekend what the you know, Ferrari or, or the or the Mercedes, the, or what? The Mercedes. The Mercedes. yeah it was good but you know hard, but that's that... almost the, the thing is if if that car does the harder and I, I know I'm intrigued as to what the I can't remember what C what C numbers were around you know with the hard soft yeah there I, I'm intrigued as to whether it is better on the harder track harder tire tracks and i wonder if that's something that's going on and it's not actually good on the softer tire tracks or vice versa I, th- I think that is a very good point and it's going to depend on the circuit's characteristics because obviously if the circuit has higher tire deg then they're going to bring harder tires but those tires are going to be more mm-hmm. pounded anyway so it, it sort of swings around about um what i was trying to get to in quite a roundabout way is um if uh um what you call them you know if 
if Mercedes can can sort of sneak uh, sneak a proposition on a circuit where you can't overtake, um, I mean, even Hungary was a bit ominous because Russell got swallowed up, and I think the only real circuit where that you know where that could happen is probably Singapore. Looking at the tracks that we got left, so do you think if Russell if Russell can put it on to a decent podium and a decent position on the grid next next race, do you think that Russell will get that? Because I, I don't he- think he will. I think he'll uh, just shit a bed and can't deal with it and go back to third or fourth. I think in theory he could. However, Singapore, I think there are enough opportunities to take a run into a driver. So so you've got the main straight obviously coming into Toto and that's quite short. Mm-hmm. But you've then got that sort of like long run that has um, a bit DRS of a kink in it. Yeah, the second DRS zone. I think he'll be a sitting shitting duck by that point. <laughs> and, you know, and... and, uh, and... Then I think if Hamilton got into that position, I don't think he would be a... Sitting, shitting duck. Well, yeah, we saw that at. Well, at the, and this is my point. point. This is exactly to a, my to point. A point. I mean, it's that we saw that to a, an extent, but not to the full, you know, deal at the at the, the Dutch uh, Grand Prix. Mm. But it's for me. I, I guess I take it in two ways. Okay, fine. Season's done. We know what mostly is going to happen. Mercedes is still fighting for second in constructors. So how does that? And I do fit? think they will get it. Annoyingly, yeah, I figure they will. I too. think they will by this point. Yeah, yeah, I because one Ferrari, they're just too inconsistent. Number two, you, you, they, if even with the fact the Mercedes power unit is probably the worst it's been in years, and the car's bad, and but it's better than where it was. You have two drivers that are trying, you know, to different extents. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. Carl's take on George Russell aside, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, uh, like he, like he is. He is doing his own thing, and he is getting there. Like I'm not denying that 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 that, Mercedes, that he is driving the best ability. I just don't think he's the saving grace of Formula One yeah. that that people certain think people he is. think he is. And I, I, but I would I would venture to say that certain people think about Lando that way as mm-hmm. well. And I, I don't, I don't really think. Differ. And, and I, I think to differ on him too. I mean, it's it's something where when it comes to these guys, and I think that's where we when I mentioned that point earlier, I think there's a real problem with driver development. Red Bull's great with that, obviously. They've been so successful with that. Their two most successful drivers are a BMW. Don't worry, Aston driver, Martin have got a driver Merce, development program now. Driver. Oh yeah, they they just old. bought oh. Felipe <laughs> yeah. for, for no. I mean, I'd no rather reason. drive a go kart like not, than being that. I, I, like Dragovic like and that. I, I, what I was, the fuck? I'd rather I, be at Haas than be at Aston Martin. Oh, I'd be at Williams Haas. I'd be at Alfa Romeo. So I, I would. I would generally rather. I'd be in a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, well, I mean, that, not that, that, can, that can be arranged, Carl. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know. Not after today. Today's funeral day. We can't be taking too much of a people in boxes. That's right. I've gotten chewing on cocks. We had other sexual reference there, and we're yeah. going and sliding the queen. Great. This is <laughs> yeah. I, so, even... so, Carl, here's, here's a question for you. You know, after all, all the televised stuff is done, Jack, yeah. Jack, Jack and the Royal Family are going to go down spoons and have a wake. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> if it was, to be honest, if it was, if that, this was in Ireland, they would have buried her about three weeks ago, as soon as she, oh, well, a week ago, whatever it was, as soon as she was dead, straight away, saw it, and they would have all gone for a piss up 
you know, you know, and like that's no, yeah, we'd no fuck it. We'd have had the piss up beforehand, then gone to the funeral drunk, and then carried and then on the gone. funeral. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, carried on. Course. Like that is literally how it works over here. Uh, like everyone is so confused as to how it's taken a week to bury the woman, um, or over uh, a week it, to it, bury the woman. Yeah, I, I mean it's different because it's you know it's because it's you know, very much in the public well, eye the rest yeah. of it. But although um, hey, although hey, I think let's... everyone's playing Shoda's cat with um, was she in the coffin? Oh, well, it's the let's same go way back to Formula Jade One, with shall we? Too. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's go back. Let's go back to F one. I'm not going down that route. Um, yeah, no. What we were talking about? I'm just about? lining them up for you, Tom. I'm, I'm glad oh, you're no. not hitting them down. We were talking about Mercedes and their <laughs> prospects. Oh, what you mean the German the team? The, what? What? You, <laughs> you mean the German team that has two British drivers and builds its engines? <laughs> Cars in Northampton. Yeah, that yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. What you mean? You, you mean like you mean like Red Bull that Austrian team that builds its builds its car in Milton Keynes and yeah, engine in wherever. Yeah. So, India probably. No, India. no, that's that, no, that's, that's, that's Mahindra. That's, yeah. Oh that's, yeah, that's. Yeah, although although they're the Formula E, they just have milk floats. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what they sound yeah, like. Sound like it. Yeah. Um, sound like a little yeah. child, you know, when you those little like fan things you go, you know, yeah. and it spins around. It sounds like one of those. I mean, oh, um, we can, can probably get it, imitate this... the sound of Formula E right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but they can get it. The new Gen Three car, you could just plug it in and get fuck. a quick charge. I don't give a shit, <laughs> honestly. If you want me to be honest, yeah. No, um, no. Anyway, back to Mercedes. You know, I mean, there is a there is a Mercedes team in FE and. Then not you, anymore. They're, yeah, they're, oh, they're, they're just left, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're McLaren. now they've now they've um, taken their supercar driver out as well. And then their their number one driver is going to Formula One in some way. Yeah, yeah. Too, in a little bit. No, but, no. Sorry. Say, Have you got a point to get back to? You? Probably somewhere. Um, this is my ADHD kicking in. Now, Mercedes think I think they could win. They could potentially win a race if if some things went their way. Um, but on on out and out pace, it's not going to happen. We saw it in Hungary. Aye. Yeah, you know, we saw it in Hungary in, uh, on a circuit that is called Monaco without the walls, by the way. And Russell was just, um, you, you know, you know, um, yeah, he was just, you know, Max was practically like, you know, like fucking, like fucking, like tongue punching his gearbox by the other lap six yeah. or whatever it was. And then, you know, obviously, obviously Ferrari just this sort of like thing the fucking their own asshole helps with the strategy, but. Anything that helps. Anything that helps. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what to do. Are you sure it's a? Are you sure it's a finger up there? Because I'm sure they've probably got a toe up there knowing them. We're not. We're not. I. I. I think. I think. By. By the way, their season's gone. They've got an entire fucking fist up there. Um. You know. Anything. Anything to help edge off the line. Um. Collapsed ass meat and everything. That's what. Yeah. No. That's. That's. That's Bonato. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's a toilet brush, isn't it? <laughs> Ouch! Yeah, uh, yeah. No, so, yeah. They, they, they won't win a race on out and out pace. No. Yeah, it, it's just they're just they're just not strong enough. No. Um, do you think they go back next year and redesign that car, or like, do you think I that think, car? I think they're going to take lessons learned from this season and put some AirPods on it. Yeah. So when I was saying AirPods, I'm thinking of the Apple wireless headphones. Yeah, he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm thinking side pods. Yeah, side pods is what you mean. Yeah. Ah, so, they're the things that bring AirPods. 
Yeah, so I think they're going to do a hybrid of whatever, pods. you know, like, yeah. and they'll they'll have side pods, and then because the drag, it, it makes no sense to me. I mean, of course, I'm no engineer, and so I don't understand. I get the power unit issues, but when you have a car with no side pods, I would assume that it would be better through the air and be slicker through the air than another all these other cars but in turn they have the most drag the draggiest car on the grid it, uh, that yeah. that that I don't I mean it makes but then the Alfa Romeo which blows up half the time is a, and the Haas are the two fastest cars and half the time they're not contending like it, it, that's one thing I'll Are you in some I fancy don't... league that I'm not sure about? <laughs> what? <laughs> With the fastest leading, <laughs> no, with fast like top, uh, with top speeds and stuff in terms of straightaways, <laughs> which is usually what the Ferrari yeah. cars do, but then they they don't turn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so with Mercedes, honestly, it's been disappointing, but there is hope. But it isn't any hope for this year. It's more about 2023. They're really looking at second in constructors. But um, I guess we'll go to Red Max Max Bull um sorry is there another really, driver I mean, no um they, they they have four drivers in their within their two teams but i think there's only one um <laughs> he's gonna win he's probably gonna win more races than anyone ever in, in a formula one season he's what does he do next he's just gonna What's keep on do? doing this until 20 through 2025 so now and then the what happens is, in 2025 like he just keeps after going after He's so After young. After 2025, like, what is he going to do? He's going to start becoming like his dad and beat women and stuff and probably do other <laughs> stupid shit and no. be a fish lip fuck uh, that he is. And then, and then, well, he is marrying into such a great family. Yeah, yeah the PK into, family. The PK, the, yeah, they're yeah. just real. They're real champions of the world, yeah. the, the two of them. That's, that's just like a match made in heaven. I can only imagine Daniel Suarez and the other sister showing up to that wedding and then he'll be racist to daniel suarez because he hates people of color <laughs> so then that's a whole other thing but yeah i mean i, I don't, I don't think max driving. will be having christmas dinner with hamilton's family some soon <laughs> no i don't think i don't i think that's fine because uh yeah but i know that the one thing i'll say is max verstappen's talent is undeniable that team has done a great job adrian newey yet again has proven to be probably the greatest. Even Adrian Newey admitted he had no idea about ground effect. Like, that's not his forte. Well, like, he's an aerodynamicist, not a ground effect technician or whatever they want to call it. But he made ground effects, but, but then he he came in during the, in the 80s when at the end of ground effects and they, when they had, uh, well, that was when they were. Yeah, but if you listen to his book, he, yeah, yeah, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't really get it. You know, he's not, a, he's an aerodynamicist, you know, all about down draft or whatever they fucking called it um but not about he's not about ground effect he doesn't really and he, yeah he's created this car which really does make you worry as to how rubbish everyone else is if someone that doesn't understand ground effect is pulling out this car well I or is that maybe well, testament to how good um uh the rest of the team. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah they've yeah. built such a great group there and to to be fair even when they haven't been the fastest of course with other power unit issues when they were fighting with renault and now they're with honda they've built cars that were able to compete and fight and now they have the driver they have the driver they have the it's like 
Sebastian Vettel 2.0, except it's on like steroids. And the it isn't going to end. I think this is going to be, uh, he's going to run out like Michael Schumacher and he's going to win the next, what is it, last year, this year, and then the next three. So he'll run five in a row. Um, what does he do after that? Like Carl, you're asking, who knows? Um, but he's going to have, he's going to be second ever and wins. He's going to be, what is it, second ever in World second in world championships by that point and and it's fine but my question is it's i mean character i'll never like him i don't care for the way he drives but then there it's the same way for a max fan like tom would say about lewis so in the end that's never gonna really be figured out but what do i but what the my question is with red bull what is your game plan? You're going to sign Nick DeVries so that he can be the sacrificial lamb for Max after they get rid of Checo Perez? Or are you going to put you? Well, it's definitely not going to be Yuki Sonoda. We don't have to worry about that. Um, I don't think DeVries is going now, is he? That's, the, like, that's he, one he, of the pieces that might be in he's play. He's been linked to the Alphatari now that yeah. the Colton Hurts thing falling through. And, so, well, and, this is, and this is if Pierre Gasly moves. And then yeah. Pierre Gasly yeah. goes to Alpine. Or, Alpine, if, if yeah. they change the rules or whatever the bollocks was. But then he wouldn't go to because there, there it wasn't there ruled. I'm sure we go on to this later. It wasn't there ruled that he could have moved because anyway, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, but, um, I mean, but anyway, back to Max. I mean, your question is like, what happens next, isn't it? Really, with the the second in command because they don't yeah. even need the second in command. They could have literally Latifi driving that car around, and they would still win the championships. Both of them. It's actually embarrassing. You know, as to like who would want to go into that chair? What's the point? You're not gonna gain it. Unless you're yeah. Unless you're unless you're gonna suddenly you know who needs to go in there? Alonso. Because why would Alpha Tauri? No, into the um into the Red Bull. Second Red Bull. Second Red Bull. No, no, but but like you need a Vettel, someone that doesn't give a shit anymore. You know, that that isn't there to oh, so you need, there's either one of two people you need one of two people you need an upstart that's young and vigorous and i'm not talking about de Vries because he's that he's getting on the older side he's getting the older side of time and he should have you know he looks like a 12 year old but you know um but he's he's definitely older than that and it's like you need a young upstart you know some 16 year old that's in f3 at the moment into that position that you can just let him go wild for the next three years and just run around after because it doesn't matter what, what happens to him. Um, or you need an old boy, you know, the Vettels, the, the Bottas's, um, you know, someone that can sit there and just watch him go around in circles. Checo has, is a great driver or good driver, I think, but he needs, he needs to go somewhere else. <laughs> that, that, that second chair is the same poison chalice as the Mercedes second chair. Yeah. I mean, I always thought the second chair in Mercedes was poison, but it wasn't. It was just that Ham- the, the Hamilton was so good and that Bottas was a bit shit at that point. But that, that second chair in the Red Bull, what are you go- who's going to go in it? Until, until what's his chops, um, Max leaves. It's, an, it's a vacant point to see. Yeah, you don't gain anything. Whoever comes into that second seat is ultimately not going to be allowed to to race. Um, you can't to, to race your race team, match. mate. You're never going to win. You and guess. you're going to be the de- developmental yeah. driver too, with yeah. all the parts. Yeah, yeah. And if they got someone in you that need- seat who, who's okay to do that vis-a-vis Perez, that's fine. But if you get someone who thinks, oh, I can perhaps get you know perhaps get a bit of a run at Max or whatever, 
you're going to get slapped down a peg. Look what happened with Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, who? you can't put, you know, you could almost put the TV in that chair. And, you know, that, that makes that's sense. That's what they have to do. They don't you have know. a driver development. I mean, they have Liam Lawson, but he's a year, maybe two years away. And then after that, everybody else at re- in the Red Bull driver development, at least in Formula 2, is not there. Daruvalo's had taken a big drop. Uh, there's Awasa's a Honda guy, so that's not going anywhere. So then what the hell are you going to do? You know, it, it's the same kind of thing that happens here in America with NASCAR and driver development. But Red Bull's been notorious for destroying careers, and that's fine. And I was making the point that they're two best drivers they ever had. One was connected to BMW and one was connected to Mercedes. So the, the only one they've ever developed that actually won anything in Formula One is Ricardo. Mm-hmm. And they ran him out the door, um, you know, and the, all these other Red Bull drivers, there's plenty of Red Bull drivers. You look around other motorsports series, they've done great, perfectly mm-hmm. fine. But if the point of having that is you want to have two strong drivers, which I uh, obviously Red Bull doesn't want that. But if you want to have two drivers, aren't you trying to develop the, talent to make them get them the, there? Or are you just doing it just for shits and giggles? So the problem with two strong drivers is you end up with the, the Nick, the Rosberg Hamilton yeah. issue. Well, you know, I mean, um, you know, you've got two strong drivers that are going against you. You cannot have two strong drivers, and I think this is where the slight problem is in Mercedes at the moment. Is you have got two decent drivers in there. Okay, Hamilton's on the way out, and Russell's on the way in, but at the moment they're level pegging. Let's be honest. Um, and I think you know, even me being the Russell hater and Tom being the Hamilton hater, I think we can agree on that one. Um, I'm not that. <laughs> oh come on! I'm not a Hamilton hater. Okay, I'm a definitely a Russell. He's a hater. Hamilton. Well, yeah, you're a Russell Disliker. hater, and and Tom is definitely a Hamilton disliker. I'm a Verstappen <laughs> hater for sure. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't hate anyone. Unabashed, but you know, I think that. Control. I think the only advantage with Mercedes this year is their car has been shit, and that's what's helped them not have the problem that they could have had that's, with that Russell and. Yeah, and they're going to have if they improve that car. Because if they improve that car, they're going to have two drivers that are going to be competing against each other that are going to be kicking the living shit out of each other. And that's going to be the problem. The, and that's where the Red Bull seat has to be taken by someone useless or someone that's just happy to sit back. I don't know so why... So Sonoda then. Enter, so, enter Lance Stroll. But that... Well, no, Stroll would want to fight because he does. He wants to prove everyone that he's actually a good driver. Do you yeah, know what but, I mean? Yeah, but, but you can't have someone. put it in the wall. Yep. <laughs> you know, being a... You can't be a shit driver in that car. That's not going to help the situation yeah. either. You've got to be a complacent driver. You've got to be someone that's happy being second. You're going to have to be some happy so someone that's there for a paycheck. You, you know, you've got to be solid but not spectacular. Yeah, and that's and, that, and that's the problem. Up. That's the problem that Gasly had, and and ironically, Albon. Um, Albon had was they wanted to do something in that chair. That's and why they I think Perez is perfect. Perez is perfect, and Perez, and it's a shame that we, you know, that he doesn't get looked at. I don't think he's as bad driver as you yeah. know. He uh, started as he the be. season better than Max. I know. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So you know, like Grand, but would you want to be Perez? I fucking wouldn't. I don't want to be in that chair. Yeah, like being in that Red Bull team is fucking horrific. It really is. Yeah, it's it's a poison chalice. Like, there's nothing to gain from it. So, Checo, uh, if I was Red Bull, I'd be tying Checo up in fucking knots to keep him there because it doesn't matter how much money Perez asked for, just pay it. Yeah, well, Perez is on a positive deal anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, because um, they don't have options. <laughs> yeah, because they well, they don't have off. options, so they have to. Yeah, they have to pay him, and they have to. Well, and whatever he's the deal sit is, there and be Rubens Barrichello. That's, yes, that's a. I mean, he's essentially Rubens Barrichello. I mean, the difference is Rubens Barrichello came in on talent and speed when he first came into Formula One, but eventually got to that spot in Ferrari because he wasn't a douche like Eddie Irvine. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he was able to go and be the domestique. In this case, Sergio Perez comes from being a ride buyer with all the Mexican money, Carlos Slim money, goes to Sauber, does a great job with them, and they're able to compete. He goes to McLaren, that blows up. That was one of the last things that Ron Dennis did, which basically ended him. Um, he never really gave him a shot. Goes and drives for whatever now, the the Stroll F1, but has become <laughs> Stroll F1 and has, has a really solid you know run. He was going to not have a ride in Formula 1 after he won that race that secure grand prix that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. and red bull saved him why because red bull has no option and red bull because they which they, is they ironic because the, they're the one with the decent driver program in theory supposedly in theory well the, no one else got driver ferrari have got decent driver and williams ferrari's actually, got a williams ferrari, got alpine, right Far, yeah. ferrari and alpine are the other two that definitely do i know mercedes and williams has on. ironically yeah, they have you know. two guys that, I mean, then we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for Max, it's about records um, and trying to, I guess, see where he wants to be in regards to um, trying to open himself up to maybe be a little better in certain areas and maybe improve uh, as he gets older as a person. But and improve maybe... what? What's he going to like? Well, I'm talking about away from the track. I already know that the guy is basically pretty much there. Um, This season has proven that. Uh, But there are things that he can do knowing that he's going to have to be the state. He's going to have to represent the sport and Mm -hmm. um, be a positive force um, instead of a negative. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something we'll see. All right. Last thing we'll cover here before we um, move forward um, and probably we'll do grid talk all together one time or whatever but um the silly season right now as it stands there might be there's definitely one seat at alpine open there's one seat at williams it's probably open one at haas and um yeah those are the three and there could be one at alpha tori uh, the drivers of course it started with indycar's colton herda but he doesn't have enough super license points, whatever. It's kind of the same thing they did when Michael Andretti was like, I'm going to cut a, I'll cut a check for $250 million. But, you know, and they basically went lol, no. no, nobody hmm. wanted to deal with it, which is hilarious. So um, basically, fuck the Americans. Well, sorry, what? Yeah, which is exactly <laughs> the point. But, but it's you, you say the F, F the Americans, you know, whatever. The, it's the, the point where Phil tells us he's Canadian. Yeah. Definitely not Canadian, though I do love the country. Um, and, and there's plenty of fun to be had there and plenty of good beer. Uh, but um, Logan Sargent, who is a Williams development driver, Carl was mm-hmm. talking about that. Zach O'Sullivan's a part of their program. They have other drivers that I think, Tom, we talked about, you know, last episode. But there's a chance, of course, you know, with what happens at Abu Dhabi, that um, Logan Sargent, could be that guy and it could be the first American in a full-time Formula One seat in Scott Speed um, in 2006 with, uh, with the Toro Rosso team, uh, which would be a positive 
um, people, I don't know how people rate him. It's just the fact that having an American driver in that spot, F3 two years ago, went to the final race with a chance to win the championship. And maybe we're not having this discussion right now if he'd actually won F3, but it went bad for him. Last year, he was driving for mm-hmm. Shrews. Now he's driving in Formula 2 with Carlin, which is, you know, what is it? Um, what's what's that douchebag's name? Um, Horner, um, Karen mm-hmm. Horner's team. Um, but he's one prospect. But I think one piece that's come out, we know Gasly is probably looking to leave. He knows he doesn't have any forward trajectory. Yeah, but he so knew that about like three Alpine. seasons ago. So yeah. I don't know why he... And, you know, like it was a little bit, it was quite a shock when he came out and said that he was staying at Avatari, you know, like quite early on in yeah. city season. He went, oh, no, I've signed to Avatari. I'm like, have you, though? I don't think you have. I think he hedged on the it? basis that that he didn't think security before leaving. it runs away. Yeah. Before I get kicked so, out. <laughs> but instead, now that he knows that El Plan left, OK, I can go over there and have a fight with a guy that I don't like um in in esteban ocon viva la Uh, france yeah so that'll be great um i guess the talking points are i mean they're there for the Haas seat it's not as it seems like people are talking giovinazzi makes me nauseous why just because it's ferrari and that's linked to ferrari is that literally the only link that's that's the only justification. I mean, Bobby Schwartzman with whatever country he comes from might, depending on how he does in his two FP1 sessions, they might come up with an idea to put him in there. Um, just, but, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, that seat, I think, of the seats that are left, this is all, it's Nick DeVries now after one Grand Prix um, with Williams. Would he get, do you think he'll be back out in Singapore? I think he will be because there's no way in hell Albon's going to be recovered. Like, yeah, he fucking nearly died, the lad. You know, yeah, yeah well, he, he did yeah, die he, officially, didn't he? Uh, well, he, he, he got stopped breathing. Tran- yeah, he got transferred yeah. to ICU and he had a tube yeah. down his throat. Yeah, yeah, he he stopped breathing due to uh, you know, it's that's not that's not something you come round up out of after four weeks and put yourself in a Formula One car. Yeah. Um, and at that and, point, and to you're fly the two woods. races. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're you're going to have to do back-to-back races. Is The best shot for them is for him to sit out those two races and then come back. Singapore, yeah. At Austin and Mexico Come City. back to Mexico, yeah. Yeah. That, to that, Austin that, Yeah. So, I mean, is, I mean, I guess with Nick DeVries, I mean, now every, every one of these teams is trying to get a hold of him. But the reality of the world is he was a Formula E champion a couple of years ago. He's been within the realm of Formula One testing for all these years. Why all of a sudden, just because of what he did, bless you, um, that he would, he's the, he's the flavor of the week. Um, there's guys that have been in Formula Two. Um, there might be some talent in Formula Victor Martins who just won the championship there. Um, I mean, where are we going? But I guess it's the bigger question. I guess the bigger problem yeah, like, with yeah, driver development. It's almost like he's like the whole thing about Formula Two and that, that weird thing that you can't race again in Formula Two, you know, when you get if you win. I would find a really crazy rule. But anyway, like it doesn't create that as a separate championship. It just creates it as soon as you win, you're fucking at a loose end. Because the fact that you've got DeVries floating around, you know, I've, my worry is that DeVries feels like the new Hulk. Do you know what I mean? Completely pointless and looks like the shiny little piece of metal, but actually, you know, he's a bit of aluminium and there's plenty of him. You know, it doesn't feel like he's anything special. And just because he's done one race, you know, it's like, it it literally is like George Russell in the Mercedes. It's just like, well, well done, you know, but you've got to now compete in the real world and let's see how that actually is. Um, he's, you know, um, fair play on him for doing so well this weekend, but I'd like, 
I don't know where, why he's such a now golden boy or why he's and but he's been there a little while. You know, he's been flowing around that Mercedes garage a lot more in the last few weeks or few races even. Um, you know, I was, I started nick nicknaming him Mini Toto because he literally looked like Toto Wolf with his jump with his coat wrapped around his shoulders and sat there with the headset on. Um, he looks like him. a mini Toto. He is a mini Toto. He's exactly that. You know, um, and I'm not talking about the dog, um, <laughs> but like I just don't get why he's flavor of the month or what has happened. Someone, someone's, someone's doing some good managing, managing, and I don't know, I don't know who his manager is, but someone's doing it very well. Yeah. He's always I been mean, decent, yeah. decent. Yes, no one's denying that. Special as now everyone suddenly thinks he is at 27. <sighs> Yeah, I, I mean, you know, nobody's certainly me. You know, nobody's coming here going, "Oh my God, he absolutely shits rainbows." You know, that's that's not that's not what I'm thinking. But the way, he, but it feels like it. The way everyone's going, "Oh, he's going to be here." You know, yeah, um, Tari, or he's going to be a Merc. Yeah, yeah. You know, Williams. I mean, he's been linked with Williams. He's been linked with Avatari. I'm sure there's a few others. I'm surprised he hasn't been linked with Alpine at this rate. I think he has. I think the thing with... That's that's McLaren. Yeah. 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 I think the thing with De Vries is he's... Because he's not come straight out of F2 and sort of like being, hey guys, you know, he he, he was in F2 for three seasons before he won. It was 2019, I think he won the title. He went into F2 in 2017. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, he won F2 and he won Formula E. So he's had a bit more experience and a bit more life experience. He's a bit more a bit more mature because, like I said in Grid Talk, the, the drivers coming out of F2 now, they're barely out of fucking nappies. It's like, you know, they probably still suck a tit to put, to put them to bed. I mean, most of us would like to do that anyway, to be fair. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, but... Uh, but you would be um, too jealous of that, would you, Tom? That might, well, no, no, just, you know, just provided it's... Yeah, I'm not going to say what I was about to say because that would... You can hear, you might as well. We've gone down so many bad <laughs> roads. Down some well. <laughs> yeah, well, well I, I was, was going to say provided it's one my own age and not one a generation older. No. Um, no. Yeah, exactly, yeah, see... You're telling uh, you're telling me you don't want to go with like Ron White joke when he he wants to see one set of tits you don't, you want to see all of them and it can be a biker chick that has her tits all the way down to her waist and she just rolls it up like <sighs> like ham you know no no nice no oh no 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 hate her salad right anyway moving yeah. on and, anyway yeah yeah um, so yeah Nick DeVries and yeah. sucking on nipples okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, and they were he, talking he, about all the youngsters. The, like yeah, he, 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 well, well, yeah, he, you know, because you know, Djokovic is what 19. Um, you know, Lando came in tough when he was 19. You know, Max was probably Max was. Max, Max Bailey, no, he barely even had pubes when he came in Chef One. Yeah, um, I don't think he has pubes still. So. Yeah, he has yeah. one. Yeah, it's called his dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, oh, so he's got two. He has and two his more. No, he has two more. <laughs> well, yeah, his future yeah. father-in-law. Um, Karen Horner and One-Eyed Marco. So he at least has got quite a few pubes, actually. Then, uh, bless him. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, he, a little you know. runway of pubes. <laughs> I think that's called the landing strip. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, breaks the winging coal. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, just I, I think maybe the reach would be would be a good option. Um, and For who? <laughs> Where are we talking about? Uh, Williams. For Williams, yeah, I don't think it'd be good for Alfatari because because Alfatari will have him out in a couple of seasons. I don't think it'd be good for Williams, Albon and De Vries. Are you mad? 
I think that'd be good for the team. Mm, yeah, but like that Williams is like Williams. Yeah, but, uh, Williams yeah, ever going to come back? You know, eventually. <laughs> eventually. Twenty twenty six, man. But, they had but, one. They, they can't go much further down, can they? Well, yeah, good point. A couple of years ago, yeah, they were. Yeah, what absolute... would have been interesting was, you know, had they not got the shite, um, like, would have they been higher up? I would think. They I, I think. Yeah, I think it's... if if you've got someone driving like Albert in both cars, then subject would say that that you would be higher. You'd because, have more development. Yeah, you'd, have, you'd be able to get the car better quicker. Um, I think they yeah. do need two decent drivers, and so I probably think you're right. You probably do need Devries in there. Well, I, I think, think the the argument, can they afford it? Though? Yeah. Well, they, well, they, I they, they had to have a paid driver. driver anyway, so yeah, they and they've already said they don't need to see if he's money. Yeah, because now they're owned by Deloitte. Yeah, or Doritos, or whatever they call yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever they yeah. Dor- Doritos, yeah, Doritos, Doritos, yeah, um, Doralite, whatever it is. Um, yeah, so they don't need the money, so that you know, then fuck it. That yeah, they should be owned, but then they've got to make that that attractive to Devries, and that's going to be a challenge for them. I hey, think come the battle's the between back him and AlphaTauri, yeah. Yeah, but, the, but then if the battle's between AlphaTauri, AlphaTauri, oh, you're in the Red Bull program, and, you know, you could, that that temptation of you could be in the Red Bull, let's be honest, you're never not, but you're never going to yeah. be. And you're you never going to be the guy, so what does it matter? Do you go into Williams and go, okay, I might be able to get into the Merck, which is where he wants to be. Bearing in mind, you're going to have a, an, an, an aging driver there that's going out yeah does he want to be the guy that replaces lewis hamilton i'm not yeah well that would be where i'd be looking if i was him i'd be like okay i'm gonna go into the williams because i know if you you're in a williams you get a good you get a good chance of getting into the mercedes if something happens yeah and then if the mercedes does you know if hamilton does leave which he will because you know I don't. I think he's contracted for next year, but that's about it, isn't it? He's on a rolling contract. Yeah, after he'll be, that, he'll be thirty-eight next year. So. You know, and I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be in Alonso. He might be in Alonso and go away and come back, but I don't think no. he will be in Alonso and just keep on going. I don't. I think. I mean, it's not <coughs> just my fandom. I just don't think if he stops with Formula One, I think he stops. It's it's going to be similar to not Vettel's just kind of you know slowly pissed away sadly but you know it's like the hamilton's is going to leave and he's going to do whatever other things he's oh he'll do he'll do to be honest he'll do what rosberg's doing do you know what i mean and living Mm. his best life and doing other things and you know he will commentate and other things i'm sure you know when he when needs must but i think he he's a like i think he he is going out possibly next year Uh, you know sorry after next year um, and I think, you know, if I was Debris, I'd definitely be sat in that Williams chair. Um, bearing in mind that Williams chair could also be a McLaren chair. Yeah, I mean, know. I think it's, uh, I think right now that the Williams uh, choice is between either Debris or Sargent, bearing, bar, barring whatever, how many points, as long as he finishes in the top five in the F2 championship. In terms of Alpha Tori, they, it looks like Gasly is wanting to leave or they want him to leave. 
or he wants to leave, but they need to have a backup plan. Who is their backup plan? They don't have Colton Herta, at least not for another year. Um, and they're not trying to hedge to get him into FP1s. So the notion is they're going to go for DeVry. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, if they don't do that, then Gasly stays and then Alpine is still stuck for a driver. And then it becomes, yeah, Hulkenberg, you brought up earlier. Um, there are other drivers that used to be in Formula One that basically washed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's a few drivers. I mean, I was going to talk about it here on my show later um i mean sergeant herda i mean like there's a few others but the haas seat is also somewhat curious to me because they don't have a full connection with ferrari but they they have connections with ferrari mm-hmm. and if they're going to bring back geo after as bad as he did in formula e oh, yeah. then, and then on top of that he wasn't that great last yeah. year for alfa romeo either um well, i don't see so you what you're getting rid of schumacher to get yeah they're getting rid of schumacher to get antonio antonio giovinazzi what's the point which just seems Um. mental like no one's saying that schumacher is schumacher um but i don't think anyone is you know but he still would bring more money and more interest to that team than putting the crazy an italian in you know yeah and i don't see what the advantage is of it i don't think you know that's just changing it for the sake of changing it yeah the only thing the only move that i would i mean i always make jokes about haas on grid talk because of of course the american connection and because of Mm -hmm. him being um the minority partner in the nascar team because my favorite driver owns a majority of it because he went to because gene haas went to jail for tax evasion but um the reality of the world is he runs his formula one team the way he ran his nascar team before it all went to shit and he needed tony stewart to save him and if you're gonna go and get rid of mick schumacher uh for and also ran like why are you there just call michael andretti say you don't want to have anything to do with this and he'll buy your team from you like i that would be the hell with making the changes they have kevin magnuson and kevin magnuson makes sense it fits good let him keep on going we don't know what's going to end up happening reality is kevin magnuson's already hedging his next career just like his dad became a great sports car racer after his formula one time so he already knows he's going to do that it's just a case of which factory he's going to hire so he's going to keep on doing his formula one whatever but what's the future that there ain't no future and if you make a move like that that's no future you're you're just basically saying ah we don't give I mean, if you go and say you want Hulkenberg and you want two veterans, I mean, I don't know what comes of it, but that's that's the case there. Uh, but we will see. And I guess we'll talk about it as the rest of the season goes on. So with that, that's the uh, uncensored recap of Formula One so far in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll uh, let you guys go and promote your um, what, where you're at, what you do. Uh, Tom, everything F1 is basically everywhere, literally. And um, you've got plenty of people on your crew that contribute not only on the grid talk side, but in in general. Uh, so tell us about your deal with everything F1. Yeah, so everything F1, you can find all the mandems on social media, the handle at jointef one um, That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I think there's on four- TikTok? Do you do some funny dances, Tom? Look at me. I do not do that. Um, yeah, no, uh, um, no, no, they, they do like you know, like, like shorts and all that stuff, you know, because uh, because the, the youth of today have an attention span of about 0.7 milliseconds. Um, no, that's uh, you do wonder how they watch would watch whole Formula One base if they have an attention oh, span. They, of they, they just fucking wouldn't, 
I mean, I mean, I mean, mine's bad enough because it's I not really I'm... the captive audience, is it? No, exactly. You know, this happens when you're at Americans run things because they've had breaks five seconds. No offense, Phil. Um, you know, and I've been through, I've been to an American basketball game, it's just like every five seconds, there's an advertisement. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, over here, but anyway, yeah, no, yes, yeah, so you can find us across all, all the socials. Uh, website everythingof1.com, YouTube, search everything of one. We're, we're redoing the channel, so that's starting up nicely. Um, and the podcast, which is everything from podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find it. Um, we've got a shitload of guests on at the moment. Um, we've got a thing with Jack Crawford tomorrow, I believe. Um, nice. no, Frederick Vesti tomorrow, Jack Crawford next week, Arava from Quadrant. Um, yeah, we've got all sorts. Um, we had Chris McCarthy on last week, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Go listen, please. <laughs> please. Not that I'm ironic, because I'm almost yeah. always working during the week. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, plenty of people to see and hear from, and also plenty of content to read on everything F1. And you will see uh, some of the people, not only Tom, but um, I'm forgetting some of the other. Uh, Sophia, you got other people that come on uh, from the crew there. So, um, great work as always. And thanks for coming on. Carl. You're one half of the Monkey Seat Podcast. Uh, it's a lot like the Grip Strip Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got told that focus. by George, didn't we? Yeah. Um, with the so... English version of, of Grip Strip. Um, yeah, so we're Monkey Seat. We're the, the slightly sweary, slightly stupid, um, slightly mad um, podcast. Uh, Tom's the sensible one. I'm the stupid one. Um, and <laughs> we just talk and talk absolute bollocks. Uh, we swear quite a bit. We shout quite a bit. And we get um i rate her the littlest of things um uh we should be doing a podcast tomorrow um actually i need to sort that out um but yeah so um we haven't done one from the last week because we ran out of time um we are a bit sporadic when we do it but we haven't it's just two mates having a laugh talking about formula one um we're on all the usual socials and can be found in the usual places apart from tiktok because we're not called a young like tom is well, yeah, TikTok's not something I'm going to be doing anytime soon. I'm, it's enough that I'm on social media as it is. It's not great. Uh, for me, we're on the Grip Strip podcast, and uh, myself and Josh are fine. And we'll be doing this. We'll be doing our next episode in a few hours. So you might be able to get a two for one special here, crazy F1 talk here with this episode promoted through all our channels. And then you can hear episode 135, which will cover all things in the world of motorsports. So you go over NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, uh, uh, what do you call motor other, you know, like motorcycles or MotoGP, World Superbikes. Uh, we get into other ones. I mean, we're going to talk about NHRA this week and uh, Extreme E, which is... Does that start again? They're coming back for the first time in like yeah. 18 months or whatever the hell it takes. I'm, have you seen that documentary? I haven't seen it yet. Is any good? No, I haven't seen it. I need to see yeah, it. Have yeah. you seen it, Tom? He's ignoring us. Yeah. Tom's gone to sleep. Sorry, I had a work in my minute. Just looking at it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the new Extreme E um, documentary? No. I think it was on Prime. I'm going to have to Google it. Uh, yeah, I think no. I saw a new Grand Tour thing on Prime. So I watched that. I've watched that. Yeah, now I watched that and oh god, what did I do with myself? What you know, Clark? I'm driving that RS4. Yes, mm-hmm. I've just bought an RS5 <laughs> after watching that. Well, I went on auto trader and I found one in Cardiff and I'm gonna collect it tomorrow. So, what's wow. happening with your Beamer? 
I've sold it. Jesus. How old's the RS5? Uh, 2014. Uh, 2015, actually. So it's, nice. it's a bit older, but it's, 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 it's a V8. And I've always wanted a V8. And I've always liked that RS6. And I'm just like, why do I do this to myself? Yeah. So you've just bought, so you've got rid of the Beamer. And now I've just bought a Merc. Well, I've, 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 I've had four Beamers. Yeah. I've had a three series, a four series. I've got an M4. You're down. not going to be a big, massive wanker anymore. So. Oh, no, I, no, I still am. <laughs> I said I'm. Um, I am true to my call. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Is this because Audi are also entering F1? <laughs> no. That, no. No. You see, if I could fit in a Porsche, especially after the Porsche got in bed with Red Bull, obviously I'd have one. But you they fit in a Palmera. Pan- pan- yeah. Panamera. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't fit in a 911. <laughs> I'm far too big. Um, you know, I was built for comfort, not for speed. I am sure I hey there would be bigger people that have got in and out of a Porsche than you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm but sure. I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's some crazy oligarch somewhere that oh, rolls yeah, out yeah, those yeah. things. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm talking about you, you know, like a 911 GC3 or something. You know, not not des- <laughs> not not designed for the broader gentleman like me. <laughs> the yeah. Broader man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so just you're not a bronze. So you're saying you're not a bronze uh, driver then, Tom? Because uh, no. See, I'm too long for a lot of those cars as well. Yeah, like, I'm six foot two. Like trying to fit into any of those cars. Like, what my, my, really, my, my, my I wouldn't want is, a Porsche. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I won't need it. No, my problem is like I, I, a lot, a lot, a lot of my height is is the top half. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've got fairly short squat legs, mm-hmm. but my, but my top half is that you know. So I've then you're having body. to sit close to the steering wheel and then be really tall, touching the roof. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just I need to see as low down as it'll go, as far back as it'll go. Yeah. Basically, I sit with my ass on the ground. <laughs> oh, so you'd like the McLaren then? Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Um, so on the so what, Carl? You're gonna say something there? No, no, you're good. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, uh, for Tom, for Carl, I'm Phil, and uh, catch us on our respective shows and also on grid talk as the rest of the season goes on to see if some of the stuff we said actually comes to fruition or if it's all a load of shit uh either (laughs) way it was good fun guys and um we'll see you all around uh as the formula one season gets back going here in a few weeks time sure we'd have to do a review of the uncensored podcast (laughs) oh yeah season review of the uncensored yeah yeah Yeah, we'll we'll have to do when max wins the title in japan oh well hang on next week anyway (laughs) or two weeks from he's gonna win in singapore so. so with that we'll leave take care everybody